Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Amen. Freedom Friday is here. Some of us are off today. Uh, some of us are starting our weekend already. You know, God is good. God has taken us through another week. And here we come uh, this morning to share the word of God, which is found in 1 Samuel chapter 10. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord God Almighty, I just thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, your compassion. I thank you for this time. Speak to us, Father God, through your word. Let it be you and not us, Father. Reveal yourself even more and more every day to each and every one of us, Father God, that we may know you in the fullness of your glory, O oh Lord God. Thank you for this time. I ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, if you need to stretch. All right, and look, well, we have the luxury of having Pastor Jason with us this morning. All right. Good morning. Good morning. First Samuel 10. And I am reading from the New King James Version. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelza, and they will say to you, The donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, What shall I do about my son? Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you uh, two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. After that, you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them. And they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. Then Saul's uncle said to him and to it and his servant, where did you go? So he said to look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. 
And Saul's uncle said, tell me, please, what Samuel said to you. So Saul said to his uncle, he told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell him what Samuel had said. Verse 17. And Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all the kingdoms from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversaries and your tribulations. And you have said to him, No, set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel had, called all, had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen. And Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore, they inquired of the Lord further. Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden among the equipment. So they went, ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to the people, Do you see whom, him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king. And Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house, and Saul also home to Gibeah. And valiant men went with him, whose hearts God had touched. But some rebels said, How can this man save us? So they despised him and sought him no presence, and brought him no presence, excuse me, but he held his peace. Amen. 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 All right. Stretch again if you need to. Wow. You know, this whole entire chapter is just. Speaking about Saul, the next, the new king that for the people that they wanted, like Pastor Jason was reading just the other day about that God wanted to be their king. God wanted to speak to them, or they wanted to be like every other nation. So the Lord, you know, he was gracious enough to say, you know, okay, fine. This is what you want. This is what I'm going to do for you. And he gave him a, and he gave him a new king. And it says there that, that Samuel, you know, in verse one, he took the flask of oil and he poured it and kissed him. You know, it says that it says uh, that when when he poured this, it's not like what we do sometimes that we we dab somebody in the forehead for a little bit of oil. Back in the day, when you was anointed, when you were chosen for something, because anointing means you know one set apart, you know, but it's also it also means an outpouring, you know, so. Samuel took the flax of oil and poured it. Normally, they would pour it on top of their head and let it flow down to their beard and down their, their garments, you know. And he says that he kissed him and said to him, it is not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance. So the Lord was saying to them, Samuel was saying to them, excuse me, that the Lord has given them Saul as their leader, as their commander over them. You know, and uh, and and it takes me right back to to uh, David. You know, when David was anointed in um, in Samuel sixteen thirteen, it says over there. Uh, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went. So you know, in other words, he he poured the oil upon David. You know, from from the horn, and also, also, and uh, uh, and Samuel, um, and also anointed 
at the Solomon in First Kings one thirty four. It says, "There, there led Sirach the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel, and they blew the horn and said, Long live King Solomon.' So we see that you know when someone was when someone was chosen, when someone was appointed, there was a time that they had to." anoint them. There was a time that they had to recognize him, that they had to give him his position, you know. And then Samuel goes, continue, he continues with, with this anointing. He says, and when you have departed from me today, you will find two men. So he started to prophesy over, over Saul, you know. He says that you, you know, you will go to the territory of Benjamin, and there you, you know, and there you, you will find men that will say to you, the donkeys that you went to look for have been found. So, you know, Saul was out there looking for these donkeys, you know, <laughs> for his uncle, you know, and, and he came across at the Solomon, uh, excuse me, he came came at the Samuel, you know, and he went to him for advice for this. And Samuel took this opportunity and told them that the donkeys have been uh, found, but he also anointed him. You know, so Samuel gave him a number of different signs, you know, to to validate his confirmation into this position, because I'm sure that he had doubts, you know, when when, when uh, Samuel went to him and started to speak to Saul. I'm sure he had the doubts, you know, who am I? Who am I? You know, and 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 Samuel was giving him, you know, uh, word, you know, through prophecy of, uh, you know, what was happening and what is to, to come, you know, and leadership, a lot of times, you know, we don't, we get selected to do, to do a task for the Lord, we get selected in our congregations, you know, to, to do something, and sometimes we question that, sometimes we, 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 we doubt it, are you really talking to me, you know, you want me to take what position, you know what I mean, and, and, and I remember back in the day, you know, when me and my wife were young, and I had some hair, I used to have black hair back in the day, a DA, for those that remember the DAs back in the day, you know, and I used to be like Fonzie, you know, you go to the mirror and you take the cone and you're going to comb your, uh, I don't need it, it's all, it's already greased up and back, you know. Well, back in the day, you know, when the Lord called me, called me and my wife, you know, we were spectacle, we we, we wanted to do the will of God, and, and yes, we wanted the position, but we wanted to be of the Lord, and we asked the Lord, 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 send me a sign. Let me know. Let me know if this is really you or is it just me talking or is it somebody else talking? You know, and and, and we and we put our, our what we call our fleece before God and said, Lord, just show me the way. And guess what? Just as we spoke, you know, and asked God, God gave us direction, you know, and God gave us direction through different people and different formats, people that we didn't even know confirmed the call on our lives, you know, and it wasn't to the day that, you know, that we were anointed in the church, just like, just like here, that we were in a service, just a regular service, and there were pastors there from different congregations, and, and one pastor stood up and started to speak, and he said that, you know, it was for, uh, for me, my time, and my, and the position was there, and another one confirmed, and guess what, they anointed me that night, I anointed my wife, they prayed over us, and we became co-pastors. And it was just, and it was just like, wow, you know, and it was confirmed, you know, and 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 this is what what um was what, what Samuel was giving to Saul, you know, he was giving the confirmation that this is gonna happen, this is what's gonna take place. And then again, verse three, he uh, Samuel continues to tell 
to tell Saul, you know, about three men coming out from Bethlehem. Verse four, it says, and they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from your hands. So in other words, God's going to be your provider. If God calls you, he's going to meet your need. If God calls you, he's going to make a way. If God calls you, he will equip you. He will equip you to do whatever he has called you to do, just like he was doing here to to Saul, you know, and it goes right into verse five. It says, it says, after you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. In other words, you know, he's going to come to this hill and there was the Philistines, their enemies. So the enemies were always close at this particular time. So that means he had to face his enemies or their enemies of Israel because they were in that territory too. And God was still doing his work. God was still speaking to him. He said, you shall come. In other words, he was telling him, do not fear the garrison. Do not fear the enemy in front of you. Do not fear those that are going to oppose you. Because in, for any leadership, you know, when you take up a, a position of leadership, a lot of times there is jealousy. A lot of times there is talk. A lot of times there is confusion. A lot of times there is doubt. And God was trying to tell him by this Philistine garrison, through the, through the Bible of, of Robert Hernandez, or my translation says that the enemy is there and the enemy is going to speak to you. But guess what? God is saying, I will take you through. I will guide you through. I will make a way. Because he says there that, that they will come and they will be prophesying in the high place with string instruments and tambourines and flute and a harp before them. And they will be prophesying. So this is a sign, again, for Saul that he's going to come across these guys. So he was giving him this opportunity. And in verse 6, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. The Holy Spirit, the anointing of God, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, you know, and, you know, and it says, as it comes upon you, you know, you will be turned into another man. In other words, if we have the Lord in our lives, we cannot be the same person that we were before. We are being transformed. We are being changed. And God is making a way for you. Whatever your call has been and is you know, you still got to be faithful to that call. You know, God has told you to speak to people, speak to people, because guess what? Because he's going to meet your needs. He's going to make your way and he's going to empower you. Anointing means empowerment. You know, anointing means blessing, you know, and, and so it, God will empower you to do what the call upon your life is. So God will help you. God will show you. God will make a way. So this morning, I'm just here to encourage you. Do not quit. Do not stop upon your call. Just like he called Saul. You know, and if you know the history of King Saul, you know that he, he was, he was put, put in that position of, uh, of kingship. You know, but later on, he lost that. Later on, he lost that. You know, but that was his decision. He made decisions. You know, so our decision should be to follow the Lord no matter what, no matter what circumstances that we are facing, no matter what confusion we are facing, no matter how hard the situation may be, just trust 
in the Lord. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. The Lord will be with you. The Lord will sustain you. The Lord will keep you, and the Lord will, will make his word you know, be, be come to fruition, you know. So we gotta trust God. We gotta we gotta hold on to his promises because he has called you, he will equip you. Verse seven it says, and let it be when the, these signs come to you. So in other words, you already told him these things are gonna happen, that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. God was with Saul. You know, they wanted a king. Guess what? God made the provision. God gave them a man. God was preparing the man. God had a man anointed. God had provisions given to him. So God himself was making a way. Because why? Because in reality, the Lord wanted him to succeed. The Lord wanted him to succeed. But later on, Saul forgot who he was in the hands of God. You know, he forgot who he was. and and But God was still here in verse 7. He was encouraging him. And look what it says in verse 9. Look, it says, so it was when he had turned his back, you know, to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart. Ooh, man. That God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. God gave him another heart. You know, the anointing of God will cause our hearts to change. Our hearts to change. I remember back in the day, you know, <laughs> back in the day, and I was doing a lot of preaching. Sometimes I let my, you know, my head got too big sometimes, you know, because I'll be ministering and, 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 the Lord, I would, I would just feel something, and I would just snap at the people because they wasn't doing something. You know, they were, they were out. I'm, I'm there, and especially when I was leading them in worship. Yes, I used to do worship once upon a time, and I would be there, you know, leading them in worship, and I'll be all into it. You know how Pentecostals are crazy. You know, you know Pentecostals. You know, and I'm worshiping and praising God, and I look around and I see the people just, you know. And I said, come on, God is in the house. And I'm all excited for the Lord. And I, and I said, you know what? If you don't want to bless the Lord, don't bless the Lord. But I'm going to bless the Lord. But then the Lord convicted me and, and said, the pulpit is not for that. The pulpit is for exhortation. The pulpit is to uplifting my name. You know, you know, and, and, and the Lord convicted me of that. So, you know, God, will, will change, he changed my heart, you know, to be a little bit more tender, a little bit more loving a little bit more compassion you know and 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 I did have and I have changed I, I'm you know I can deal with a lot a lot and, and God has empowered me the anointing will empower you the anointing will take you to the next level you know if you're not happy where you're at right now guess what is this is not it you haven't arrived yet there's more to come. God is always on the move. God is always, you know, bringing change. God is always opening up doors. God is closing doors. But, you know, but we have to stay in his presence because that anointing will take us to that next level. The anointing will cause you to do things that you couldn't do before. 
I couldn't love as much as I love now the way that I loved 10 years ago. Come on. I couldn't deal with the things that I deal today, you know, the way that I would have deal them 10, 20 years ago. Things have changed. We have developed. We have grown in the Lord. In other words, we have matured. I lost my hair, okay? Now my head shines, you know? You know, so, so I have matured. I have grown in the Lord, you know? So that God gives us the opportunity, you know, to grow, you know, to, but to keep our focus on him. Keep up because he's making a way, just like he was making a way for Saul, he's making a way for you. Verse 10, he says, when they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets that met him, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he saw prophesies among them. So you see, the anointing will cause you to do things that you couldn't do yesterday. The anointing will take you to the next step, the next level. The anointing will give you the boldness to proclaim the word of God, to share the word of God, to share the love of God. That's what the anointing does. You know, so so here Saul was really being prepared and, and it's showing us the different levels, you know, because it starts with the call. Then it starts by, by saying, they're going to feed you. Look at that with the bread, you know. And it says, you're going to meet some prophets or you're going to meet some other leaders. You're not alone. So he was just making a way for him. And if you continue to read the chapter, you're going to see that even the people in his own town were saying, who the heck is this guy? You know, but the Lord was making a way. The Lord was presenting him to the people, you know, because he who the Lord calls, he prepares him. He prepares her. So whatever you call this, whatever you call this, you know, you have to make sure that you just surrender it to God and you listen to his voice. You listen to his call. I was spending some time with the Lord this morning and I was overwhelmed with his presence because, you know, he just he just took me back, you know, took me back to some years ago and, and, and what I have come from, what I have been and where I am today. You know, and 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 lately, you know, we've been hit with with little with storms. You know, my, with my wife's health and my son's health. You know, and and there's been a lot of questions back and forth. And there are times that I have to just stop and <gasps> catch my breath, catch my breath, because the Lord is faithful, and the Lord reminded me, reminded me that we are chosen, and we are called. You know, and and he and, and he took me to First Corinthians uh, one, twenty six. You know, and and it's, and he says, "For you see your calling, brethren, that that many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble." In other words, when the call comes, sometimes we don't feel like we're wise enough. Sometimes we don't feel like we're strong enough. Sometimes we don't even feel like we deserve this. But God is faithful, you know, and, and look what it says. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. I never thought that I'd be able to speak in, in, in front of people. I had never thought that I'd be here in the mornings sharing the word of God to you on a Friday morning. Never past my head that I'd be doing that, you know, but God has chosen. It says God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things of the mighty. Sometimes we don't feel strong. Sometimes we feel weak. Sometimes we feel beaten up, you know. But God says, I am with you. 
I will hold you. I will strengthen you. And I will show you. In other words, he's going to use us as frail as we can be sometimes and as negative as we can be sometimes because we're we're our, our worst judges right here. Uh, you know, you know, you, you know, you doubt everything you do, you're gonna, you're gonna doubt. You know, the enemy's gonna whisper in your ear, that was that wasn't good enough, or you gotta do it this way, you gotta do it that way. And you know, am I doing the right thing? But God says, I have chosen you. Yes, you might be a little bit weak today, but I still chose you as you are. I still chose you. Because he says he takes the the weak things of the world to put to shame the mighty things. The, you know, the, the, the little things, you know, when he anointed David, David was the smallest dude, you know, he was the smallest guy, but, you know, so, you know, so when they were looking for that, for the next king, when Sam, Samuel was looking for that next king, he was looking for somebody, you know, almost like Saul, you know, big, strong, you know, you know, above everybody else. But then the Lord said, no, I'm looking for a man after my own heart. And that was David. And he didn't look the part, but guess what? He was the part in God's eyes, you know, so you are the chosen one. You are the chosen one and you are the chosen one this morning because God has chosen you for a certain task. He has anointed you to do his will, to do the good work in whatever area that you're in today and whatever area that you're serving. We serve a mighty God that has chosen you and myself. And he's saying, I am with you. I sustain you. I hold you. You are mine. Look what it says in verse 28 of 1 Corinthians 1. It says, and, and the base thing of this world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. God has chosen what the world doesn't want. That's what that's who God chooses. You know, so we have been chosen. We have been chosen, you know, and, and, it, and then he just took me. And I just want to stir you up this morning because this, this stirred me up myself in 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, he said, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gifts of God, which is, which is uh, given to you by the laying of hands. The gift of God. We all have gifts. And we all have to be reminded at times what the Lord has done for us, how the Lord has gifted us, how the Lord has made a way because he has given us. Some of us have the gift of, of talking. Some of us have the gift of sharing, of, of, of man, coffee in the morning, Botello in EHT, you know, those gifts, you know, some of us have the gift of praying for the sick, you know, some of us have the gift of encouragement. You know, and 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 you're constantly encouraging other people. And sometimes you need encouragement. But guess what? The Lord sees that and the Lord knows that. And the Lord is already encouraging you and lifting you up because he sees what you do in secret. You know, and he and he never forgets. He sees what you do in secret and he knows your heart and he's going to bless you for that, you know, and it says there in verse 7, uh, 2 Timothy 1, it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, come on, because we've been going through stuff lately, but then it says, but a power, come on, a power, that's the anointing, a power, that's his presence, a power, and of love, love can overcome all things, through love, you can overcome all things. He said, of love and of a sound mind. So he says, 
that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. But we need to stir these gifts up that he has given us. Because you know why? Because he says that you can do it. He says that you could do it. He says, I made you for this purpose. I created you for this purpose because you are mine. So the Lord is telling you, just like he calls all. Come on now. Just like he calls all. He has called you. He has placed certain things on your, on your hands. And he says here, do this for unto my kingdom. You know, and God makes a way for you. So please, 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 whatever God has stirred upon you, if he has stirred upon you to come on, we're getting ready to start the new semester, you know, of connect groups as a leader or a co-leader, you know, let's get involved. Let's get involved because God is ready to stretch us. God is ready to promote us. God is ready to take us to the next level. If you are not satisfied for where you are today, then go to the next step. You know, take a step of faith. We got to be like Peter when he said, when he saw Jesus underwater, he said, Lord, if it's you, call me unto you. And guess what? The Lord said, come. And Peter jumped out of the boat and started walking on water. Guess what? You can also walk on water. You can also walk on water. That what that walking on water for you might be, uh, I don't think I can do this. Uh, I don't think I can do it, but guess what? You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And if God has called you, he will prepare you and he will make a way and he will put you on the right path. And he will put those that are going to assist and help you to, uh, to be there for you because he already has called you. You know, he already has chosen you. All right. So let me come on. It's time and my time is up. Man, I didn't even get, not even halfway through this thing here. But you know what? I just want to encourage you. Please be encouraged. Rejoice in the Lord always. If you're not encouraged, you start putting some praise music on. You start worshiping God. And you guess what? You'll be doing this number. Come on now. Come on now. You know, you know, and you, and you start singing to the Lord. Guess what? His presence comes down. Don't you know that the Lord, Lord says in his word, I give my angels charge over you. They will take you by the right hand. They will keep you from falling. So that angel is right there by your side. He has given you Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come on now. And that angel is four. You make five. You are a posse. Come on. And, we, and, we, and when you have a posse like that, you can be doing this number even in the storm. Yes, times can get hard. Yes, Times can get difficult. Times can sometimes become unbearable. But guess what? He who has called you has prepared you, has molded you. And he says, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. He will take us through the fire, but we will not remain in the fire. Because, you know, when we go through the fire, we are being purified. When we go through the fire, certain things that need to leave, they got to leave. They got, they're going to be burned away. But guess what? You will come out of that fire not smelling like smoke. You know, you'll come out of that fire just like if you took a nice warm shower and you came out of there all refreshed, all clean, all purified. Why? Because God has called you and he's making a way for you. So I just want to remind you this morning, remember the gifts. Remember your call because he has called you. He has anointed you. 
He has blessed you. Oh, yes. Come on. Sometimes you say, well, God, I don't feel blessed. Come on. Call those things that are not there like they already are. Confess the word of God. Confess his promises. And that's what I did this morning. I was just sitting there and I was just reading through his word. And I said, Lord, I need this word for myself. Come on now. Lay my own head, hand on my head, you know, and say, Lord, I need you. I need your touch. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your deliverance. I need to have the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you know what? I started to laugh this morning. <laughs> I just started to giggle, you know, for, you know, because why? Because of his presence, because of his love. And guess what? It was just me and him. That's it. Just me and the Lord. Just having a hallelujah time over here in the Hernandez residence. You know what? And guess what? Nothing is perfect. But guess what? Still having joy. Still having peace. Still having, you know, worship, you know, with the Lord. So guess what? Whatever it is that you're facing, God is there with you. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't abandoned you. He has not left you. He is right there. And he's saying, come on, press in, press in, get involved, follow the heart that the Lord has given you, you know, get involved. Come on, connect groups coming up. Come on, let's get involved. God is making a way. And your deliverance could be by you just stretching out a little bit and saying, Lord, I'm here. I will hear your voice. And I will answer your call. Let us pray. Father, I praise you and thank you and thank you for this is the day that you have made. Thank you for everyone that has been watching and listening, Father, and those that are going to be listening tomorrow, Lord. I pray your blessings be upon them. I pray, Father God, that your anointing, Father God, will overflow in their lives, Father. That they will realize, Father God, that they can do this that you have not called them and abandoned them because he who you have called, you will equip and you will bless and you will make a way. Your word says that you will make a way in the desert. You will make a way where there is no way, Father. And we don't need to be concerned about that. We just need to trust you and to take a leap of faith, a step of faith, and you will take care of the rest. Bless them, keep them, bless their homes, their families, their marriages, their jobs, Father God. And I just thank you what you're doing for them throughout this week, Father, and what you're going to do to them throughout the weekend, Father. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. And one more time, keep your focus. The best is yet to come. All right. Have a blessed weekend. See you guys soon. God bless. Nice vacation, Nicole. Love you.